Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Mommy, I hear the baby crying. Help me. Other words she's implying. Where have I been? Well, my world has been dying. Lord, teach me how to pray. Not my will, all my plans are the way that I want. I'm so tired, my hands in the way. So reveal to these eyes the truth.
Uh, well, welcome back to another edition of Prayer International Radio. We are broadcasting live out of Garland, Texas tonight. And just wanted to thank everybody for your prayer and support. The call-in number is 619-638-8458. Or if you want to check out the website, we're at www.prayerinternational.org. Let's go ahead and open up in a word of prayer. So, Father, we just give you praise, Lord. We just thank you for your goodness. Lord, we just ask, Lord, that you would just cultivate our hearts tonight, Lord. Open up our hearts, Lord, to hear your voice. Father, we pray that your presence would be among us. Lord, we thank you, Father, for our listeners tonight. Lord, we pray that you would just open up their ears, open up their hearts. Father, help them to see the beauty of your holiness tonight, Father. And we just thank you for your goodness. We pray your kingdom come and your will be done. Father, we just thank you, Lord, for what you're doing tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. So I just want to uh, introduce a friend of mine tonight. We've we've got a guest with us tonight. His name is Patrick Sanders. Uh, A friend of mine I've known, actually, a little over 20-something years, actually, uh, since we were in college, and so I'm going to go ahead and uh, introduce you. Patrick, are you there? Yes. Okay, great. Well, uh, I'm going to go ahead and turn it over to you, brother, and uh, just welcome to the show. All right. Well, thanks for having me on. I was wanting to talk about uh, Matthew chapter 9. It's some scriptures that Jesus spoke that we're pretty much familiar with, but I wanted to put it to you in a new way. It says this, the harvest truly is plenteous, uh, Matthew 9, 37. The harvest is truly plenteous, but the labors are few. Pray therefore the Lord of the harvest that he will send forth laborers into his harvest. And what I want to put to you is the expansion of the word harvest, um, that it's not just talking about those that uh, need salvation, lost, but to put it to you that uh, it also has a broader meaning that I, I see something greater there, and that the harvest is all that God has for you in Christ. Uh, it's all of the uh, the inheritance that he has stored away for you in heaven, the destiny that he desires to unfold upon the earth. It's been hidden and reserved with your name on it, marked just for you before the world began. And um, it talks about in Revelation 13 about a lamb that was slain before the foundation of the world. And before you ever came to be, God provided uh, his sinless son to be slain upon the cross for your sins so that your sins could be covered so you could enter into heaven. And so that's that's the beginning. That's the door opening right there. Jesus said, I'm the door. So if Jesus is the door, then you know, what are we opening the door into? What is What more is there? And uh, I just want to submit to you that there's an entire house of inheritance, of things that God has set apart for you. And uh, he's opened the door by the blood of Jesus to for you to enter in, not to salvation, not just to salvation, but to a growth of salvation, a multiplication of salvation. And uh He's opened the door for you to enter into greater things. And so this is the what I see defined as the harvest as uh, we pick up on, on uh, Matthew 9, uh, verse 37. And uh, in these two verses, 
uh, I want to pick out three words, the word harvest, uh, the word labors, and the word pray. And so the harvest is what I just described. But then uh, notice that he just doesn't talk about the harvest only. He says the harvest truly is plenteous, but the laborers are few. So what that's indicating to me is that, yeah, God's given us a harvest, but it's going to take labor in order to enter into that harvest. And um, it talks about in Galatians chapter 4, verse 1, it says, uh, Now I say that the heir, as long as he is a child, differeth nothing from a servant, though he be Lord of all. And so we're heirs, we're we're called to inherit uh, this kingdom harvest, but as long as we're children, as long as uh, we are not laborers, as long as uh, uh, we sit about and I and being idle, uh, we're not gonna we're not gonna differ anything from a servant, but uh, we're gonna be under the bondage of this world. And so, as long as we're we're children, we're we're people who have an inheritance. But you've got to grow up. You've got to enter into the labor, into the birthing process. So. Jesus says the harvest truly is plenteous, but the laborers are few. Every harvest has to have laborers, otherwise that harvest is just going to rot in the field. And so uh, what God's putting to us is that he's wanting us to rise up and to stand up so so that we might enter into that harvest. Uh, And then, so that's the, we've got the word harvest and we've got the word labor. And now let's look at verse 38, Matthew 9, 38. And look at the word pray. It says, uh, pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest, that he'll send forth laborers into his harvest. And so in order for us to become, in order for us to have the harvest, we have to become laborers. But in order for us to become laborers, to, to grow up from that childlike state and really be people who press into what God has for us, uh, we first have to start out with prayer. And uh, we've got to actually ask the Lord to raise us up, to send us forth uh, as laborers, to grow us up, to become laborers who enter into that harvest. And what is prayer? Prayer is simply you saying to God, I can't, but you can. And um, there are 12 uh, spies that went into the harvest. They went into the promised land to spy it out. And all 12 said, uh, we can't. There's giants in the land and we can't. But there was only two spies that added to that. They said, not only uh, not only did they say we can't, but they added to that, uh, but God can. And there was only two out of the 12 that said, but God can. And that is a small little description of what prayer is. Prayer is you coming to God and saying, uh, Father, I can't do this, but you can. And so notice what it says here. There's three words. There's harvest, laborers, and prayer. And in order for you to enter into the harvest, you first have to enter into prayer. So the pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest that he will send forth, or that is he will raise you up to become that warrior laborer, that you'll no longer be in that child, idle, childlike state, but he will raise you up, he'll quicken you up to become a laborer, to enter into his harvest. So I, I love the the words he will in verse 38. Um, it says in Philippians chapter 2, verse 13, for his God that works in you 
both to will and to do uh, of his good pleasure. And then it says in Philippians 1, 6, it says, For it is God that works in you both to will and to do. Uh, I mean, for that good thing which he started, he will be faithful to complete it unto the end. So prayer is you turning over your ability to God saying, I can't, but you can will it. You can do it. Uh, you can perform that good thing that you're not going to forsake that good work of salvation. If God slew a lamb for you before the foundation of the world, then he's going to continue that good work. He's going to quicken you by his spirit. He's going to mortify the deeds of, of your members. Uh, that's Romans chapter 8, that he is going to quicken you and raise you up. The same spirit that raised up Christ is that same spirit that's in you to quicken you and to raise you up. Uh, to raise you up unto becoming not a child anymore, but maturing into that of being a laborer. And laborers are the ones that connect to the harvest. If you don't have laborers, the harvest is just going to rot in the field and uh, it's just going to pass you by. And so I just sense that God's got a lot of great things for us, but we have to rise up. We've got to stir ourselves up. Uh, you've got to get on your face before God. Uh, you can't enter into that harvest uh, that he's given you. All you can do is get on your face before God and say, I can't, but you can. And um, as you cry out to God, as you call out to him, then he's He's going to quicken you. He, he's going to uh, cause that uh, labor of Christ in you, the hope of glory. He's going to cause that labor to rise up in you, to begin to take hold of that harvest. You've got to stir up the Lion of Judah within you. Who, who will uncouch the Lion of Judah? Who will stir him up? You've got to stir up that good gift within you. Otherwise, that that harvest is just going to stay there. Uh, another group of, of 12 men, 12 men in a boat on the Sea of Galilee, and there's the wind, there's the rain, and out of those 12 men, only one walked on water, and that was the one that stepped out of the boat. Now, notice that all he did was take a step. He could not walk on water, and uh, you cannot walk into the harvest. You cannot walk into the supernatural of the harvest. One minute Peter is bound by the law of, of gravity. The next minute, he's no longer bound, but he's walking upon the water. And um, that harvest opened to him simply because he took a step, a step of faith. Uh, he took an action. He, he did something small, and God responded to what he did. And seeds are small things. Actions can be small things. Praying and crying out to God doesn't have to uh, be a three-day fast. It doesn't have to be a five-hour prayer session. You can begin to awaken God's heart towards you. You can begin to awaken his ear. You can begin to move his hand simply by small uh, small prayer times. Seeds are small things, but they, uh, they have powerful uh, power to grow into orchards, into multiple fruit-bearing seeds and trees just from one seed itself. And so don't think that you've got to do a lot to get God's attention because Peter just took a simple step. And when you just take one simple step towards God, he's going to take a giant step towards you and then 
you know, all of a sudden Peter's walking on water. He has stepped into his inheritance of the supernatural. He's no longer bound by uh, the gravity of nature. He's no longer bound by his uh, flesh, but he's as light as a feather. And he's walking in the things of the supernatural just because he took a step while the other 11 disciples decided just to stay where they're at in their comfort zone of the boat. So I just wanted to encourage you tonight that the harvest truly is plenteous. And uh, God can quicken you when you pray. He can quicken you to become a laborer unto that harvest and that you can begin to to reap the supernatural things of God, that he, he wants to pour it out in your life. And um, he's had, had that inheritance for you. And um, it says that today is the day of salvation. It says that he would not have you to receive the grace of God in vain. It says that uh, faith, the end of your faith is the salvation of your soul. So don't think that the inheritance is for later. The inheritance is for right now. God wants to change your soul right now. He wants you to receive an impartation of grace right now. He wants you to come under the blessing and inheritance of all that he has for you because the harvest is truly plenteous, and he does not want it to rot in the field, and he is well nigh able to quicken you and to strengthen you when you get on your face. Uh, Just like Joshua and Caleb said, we can't, but you can And that's essentially what prayer is. So with that, let's go ahead and go into prayer. Father, we just thank you that it is not by might nor by power, but by your spirit, that it is you who quicken us, it is you who strengthen us, it is you who raise us up, it is you who mature us from from being children uh, to those who become of age to where we can lay hold of that inheritance, that blood-bought inheritance. And, Father, we thank you that you've got much more for us than what we can think or what we can imagine. And you want us to receive all of this now. It's it's not for heaven late, just for heaven later. It's for now when we really need it, Lord God. And so, Father, we just pray this blessing, this breakthrough. Lord, I just break every yoke, every chain, every every curse, every work of carnality off your people. And I just call in your inheritance. I call in the blessing. I call in that blood-bought blessing, Father God, for Jesus said it is finished. And when he has died, there is a transfer of inheritance, Father. And, Lord, we just thank you for transferring this inheritance, for quickening it unto us, Father, for opening our eyes and ears to see it. And, Father, we just break off that... that um doubtful mindset, Father. We just repent of doubting and uh, we just humble ourselves before you. And you said the humble, Father God, you'll raise up the humble. You'll you'll exalt them. So, Father, I just pray for all these people listening that you would exalt them into that inheritance, that that lamb that was slain before the foundation of the world died to to transfer unto them, Father. It is a blood-bought inheritance and he didn't he didn't spill his blood in vain, Father God, for us just to sit down here and just be poor, Father God, and be bound by the gravity of the pool of this world. He made us to walk on water, Father God. And so, Lord, we just pray and ask these things, and we just say that we can't, but you can. In Jesus' mighty name, thank you, Father. Amen. 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 Well, praise God. Well, thank you, Patrick. You know, it's awesome. You know, Patrick, uh, 
touched on a couple of things tonight about the harvest and the fact that, you know, God says the harvest is ready. The fields are ripe unto harvest, but where are the laborers? You know, God God's looking for the laborers. The laborers are few. And, you know, a few things that moved and marveled God. God was looking and wondering where there were intercessors. You know, where are the intercessors? Where are the prayer warriors? Where are the people that are going to do like Patrick said and, and reach out to God and say, God, I can't do it, but you can. And, you know, uh, we've got to start with prayer. And, and you know, Prayer International, uh, this ministry is devoted not just to teach about prayer, talk about prayer, but actually be a watch and a covering of prayer. And I want to just extend to those that are listening, maybe you're listening by archive, maybe you're listening live tonight, however you're listening, you can call in 619-638-8458, ask for prayer. If you can't get to a phone, email us. You can email us at prayerinternational at gmail.com. Send in your prayer requests. Let us know what's going on in your life. If you're a minister, if you have a ministry, if you have something God's called you to, every Christian, if you're a believer, there's something God's called you to do. There's somebody that God's called you to lead. There's somebody that God's called you to be a sphere of influence to. And so, wherever you're at in the kingdom, you need prayer. You need people praying for you. You need a a family of people that can covenant with you and lift up your needs. Maybe you don't have that. I want to encourage you to plug into a local church somewhere, but if you can't, for whatever reason, plug into this ministry so that you can get a prayer covering so that we can lift up your needs. And you know, it starts with prayer. It starts with us reaching out to God, all of us, individually and corporately, just reaching out to God you know, something I wanted to touch on, Patrick, when you were talking about getting our inheritance and transitioning from that carnal mindset. You know, Jesus said that we live by every word that proceeds out of his mouth and not just the bread, not just the food, what we call the food of this world. You know, Christ said his meat was to be the will of the Father. He had a kingdom mindset. He had an eternal perspective on things where he would, you know, yes, he was, you know, God, but he filtered everything that he, he processed everything in his life through the words of the Father. And I think if we're going to apprehend, you know, just something I want to add to what you're saying and not to take away from it, but if we're going to get the things that God's promised us, if we're going to plant seeds in his kingdom, that reap an eternal harvest, that reap a, a benefit of souls and, and life-giving fruit and people changing and transforming and and actually grasping and getting a hold of the things that God purposed for us, we've got to have an understanding of what he's saying, what he's speaking, what he's declaring. We've got to have an understanding of what his word is. And I believe that when you say it starts with prayer, you know, we, we have to cultivate our hearts. We have to cultivate something on the inside of ourselves 
to have an awareness of what God's speaking throughout the day or what God's speaking to us individually or what God's speaking about the people we're around or what God's speaking concerning our business or concerning our family, concerning our church. But we have to open ourselves up. We have to position ourselves and and cultivate that mindset. It's not just something that we step into necessarily. Do you have have any thought or do you want to throw some reflection on that? You know, just how do we cultivate, you know, just an openness or a heart towards the Lord? Well, it uh, all begins with the beauty of a mustard seed and Peter just taking that one step. I think God's really looking for us to do something simple on a consistent basis. And uh, often what short circuits us is that we try to do, we try to take a giant leap towards God to try and get a hold of him uh, when we need him, when really it's uh, more effective to just to do small things on a day-in, day-out process. And one thing I, I've done is I've sown little mustard seeds of once an hour I'll set my, my watch to chime on the hour every hour and, and then I'll pray for one minute and um, the next hour comes up and I'll, I'll pray for another minute. And what I find is that it begins to stir up or break up or release the grace of God to pursue me that it's sort of like, you know, God woos us by his spirit, but we can also woo him by us reaching out to him. So I felt that stir up the gift within, that stirred up the spirit is just to do consistent small prayers, and um, you'll be surprised how that will begin to develop a spirit of prayer, a hunger within you to be able to do even more on a, uh, a larger scale. Awesome. And then, and then, yeah, you know, I think a lot of times uh, when we start off on this thing, in our, our Christian walk, we start off, you know, there's, there's all these programs and there's these different Bible plans and prayer plans and these different things that were taught you know, um, sometimes it sets these standards or these goals that a lot of times are unattainable or unreachable, and it gets very frustrating. But we think that the crux of spirituality is how long we can pray or how much of the Bible we can read. You know, and I think uh, a lot of times that can actually produce defeat in people and discouragement because they're not, you know, reaching these un attainable standards. And so what you said, I think, really might help a lot of people um, that may be caught in that trap. You know, there's a lot of people that get caught in that legalism or that trap, what I call religious works, um, you know, things that people put on other people, you know, where we we have to, you know, pray an hour a day because Jesus said, could you not tarry one hour, even though, you know, I, I do believe it's it would benefit people to pray an hour a day. But I think that for a lot of us, we don't have the the time to just take a whole hour out of our day, you know, or take a whole, you know, consecrated, 
time, you know, that, that big of a chunk of time for a lot of people is a huge sacrifice. So I think, like you were saying, even just taking a minute, you know, out of every hour or just just a little bit of time throughout your day consistently, you know, to develop that awareness of God and, and maybe spark, you know, and stir up something or stir up a, a thought or a revelation or, you know, begin to pull your heart towards something in God continually, you know, rather than compartmentalize, you know, what I call compartmentalize. A lot of times, you know, we say, okay, we're going to give God two hours every Sunday or two hours every Wednesday. And for a lot of people, that's that's the the plateau of their spirituality. You know, that's, that's, that's it. And for the rest right. of the week, you know, for, for the rest of the week, a lot of them, they don't think about God at all, you know, but just taking those, you know, if we could call them baby steps or planting those little mustard seeds like you were talking about, um, where we keep God in our thinking throughout the week. You know, the Bible says, he who keeps his mind on me, the Lord says, I will keep him in perfect peace. You know, so as we keep our mind continually on God, as we're setting our, our mind and our thoughts and our heart continually on the Lord, there's a continual peace that comes along with that. And so, um, you know, I think it's just good. I, I think it's good to kind of spread it out, you know, instead of trying to, you know, for a lot of people, they're they're trying to pack it all in an hour or they're trying to pack it all in a couple of days a week and instead of just, you know, it's like it's like building any relationship. You know, you've got to have some kind of consistent communication on some kind of level, or the relationship doesn't go very far. The relationship doesn't, um, what's the word? Uh, you know, it just doesn't grow. And so I think with the Lord, you know, if you're taking those little baby steps, but it's keeping you in constant fellowship. you want to share um, I was going to actually get into the word here in a minute for briefly um, and just share a scripture and then we're actually going to wrap up here in a little bit is there anything else you no. wanted to share no that's it I'm done thanks oh uh, yeah no problem um, well man you're welcome to hang out and listen or if you've got to take care of things you can do that we're going to uh, keep rolling until about 1130 tonight and so uh Anybody, you know, that's listening, this is my friend Patrick Sanders, uh, awesome brother in the Lord, and I hope we have him back on here more often. And so, you know, if you uh, have any interest in any, uh, you know, just getting to know Patrick or learning about any teachings or anything that he's doing, you know, email us, and we'll pass your information along to him, and he can reach out to you that way. And so feel free to do that. but yeah, brother, come come on the show anytime, and uh, you know where I'm at. So touch base with me, and uh, you know I'll probably see you at church real soon. So okay, thanks. And, uh, all right, have a good night. Right, bye. All right, bye. All right, well, hey, 
again, this is Trey International Radio. We're we're just going to keep rolling until about 11.30 tonight. And uh, if you need to call in, the call-in number is 619-638-8458. Or you can email us at prayerinternational at gmail.com. Or go to the website, www.prayerinternational.org. You know, one thing in talking about prayer and talking about reaching out to God, you know, David had this, what we call just a a heart, and the Bible itself says this, but a heart after God. He was a man after God's own heart. And he cultivated his relationship with God, not only through prayer, but through worship. But this man of God had an incredible understanding of what it meant to meditate on the Word of God. Like I said earlier, Jesus said that we live by every word that proceeds out of God's mouth. That's our foundation. That's what we live by. In fact, he he even told the story about two wise or two men. One was wise and one not so wise. And these men both were very understanding and, and learned in the Word of God. They both heard the Word of God. They both knew what the Scripture said. They both had a very good working knowledge of the scripture. But one of them chose to actually do what that scripture said. And Jesus likened him as a man who built his house on a rock. And the other chose not to do what that word says. And Jesus likened him to a man that built his house on sand or an unstable foundation. And the winds and the waves, they came and they beat against that house and they beat against that unstable foundation and it leveled the house. The Bible says great was the fall of it. It had a devastating impact on the structure and the foundation that was built. The other house, the other person who built the structure, built this house on a sure foundation when the winds and the waves came, it remained. It was stable. It was firm. It was settled. It did not move or shake. A lot of times in our life, we face the challenges, we face the situations, we face, if you will, our giants and and the things that we deal with on a day-to-day basis, and we do not handle it with the Word of God. We do not apply God's Word. To the situation. And so when the pressures of life come, and the winds and the waves begin to beat down on us, and the burdens and the cares of the world begin to come, it becomes a weighty, burdensome thing, and it crushes us or pulls us down. And for many of us, for many people, many people in the kingdom, and, and those especially outside of the kingdom, that have no frame of reference for God's word whatsoever. Great is the fall. They come crashing down. It's because they're not founded, because they're not grounded. They don't have an understanding of what God's speaking and what God's saying over their lives. Psalm 1, and I'm going to quickly read it. But it's David talking about how blessed 
the man of God is. Just listen to this. But if we'll go to Psalm 1, I'll give you a moment. It says, and I'm going to read this out of a version I normally don't read, but it's the Living Translation. It says, Oh, the joys of those who do not follow the advice of the wicked, stand around with sinners or join in with mockers. They delight in the law of the Lord, meditating on it day and night. They delight in the law of the Lord, meditating on it day and night. They are like the trees planted along the riverbank, bearing fruit in its season. Their leaves neither wither, and they prosper in all that they do. But not the wicked, they are like the worthless chafe, scorched by the wind, scattered by the wind, and they will be condemned at the time of judgment. Sinners will have no place among the godly, for the Lord watches over the path of the godly, but the path of the wicked leads to destruction. So he says this, he says, but their delight, verse 2, they delight in the law of the Lord meditating on the day and night. And those people are going to be like the trees planted along the riverbank, bearing fruit in their season. Those people, their leaves do not wither and they prosper in whatever they do. God's saying, look, if you get grounded in his word, There's going to be a season for you. And listen, many of you want to faint and get weary because you have not entered your season yet. And you've gone through some very challenging seasons. And your season of harvest has not manifested. You see, anytime you plant a seed, there's got to be time before the harvest manifests. And a lot of times we sow and we sow and we sow and we give and we give and we pour our lives out. We pour ourselves out and we don't see the harvest. We don't get any thanks. We don't get any appreciation. And we don't feel like anybody's giving back to us. And a lot of times it's enough to make us grow weary or bitter or or upset or angry. But God says, listen, Don't faint. Don't give up. Because in due season you'll reap. If you faint not, listen, there's a season for you. And you're not going to know that season unless you're grounded and you're meditating day and night in the Word of God. Unless you're constantly turning your ear like we were talking about, constantly turning your attention and your affections and your focus on the things of God where you begin to have an eternal perspective and an eternal mindset, a kingdom mindset, where your priorities are kingdom priorities, eternal priorities, spiritual priorities, not carnal priorities. And the Lord says, whatever that person does, whoever's rooted into the kingdom, who's ever rooted into the words of God, the words of life, That person's going to prosper in whatsoever they do. Whatever they put their hand to will prosper. I'm not talking about prosperity as a prosperity gospel. I'm saying, listen, prosperity is having enough to do whatever it is that God tells you to do. That's abundance. That's prosperity. It's having enough so that you can do whatever God tells you to do. 
and plenty to give away, plenty to sow, plenty to accomplish the purposes of God. That's God's ways. That's how God, God is. And all that works out. And sometimes there's different seasons. We're talking about treasure in heaven, laying up for yourselves treasure in heaven, not on the earth. Investing your lives into people. Investing your lives into the kingdom. Pouring yourself out to Jesus and then pouring yourself out to men and women. And serving as an example of Christ and and showing the resurrected Christ. You've got to get connected with God. Now, I'm not talking about meditating on the Word so that you're having a glorified Bible study all the time. Jesus said, look, you search the Scriptures. He told the Pharisees. He told the religious people of his time. He says, look, you search the Scriptures because you think in them they have life. You think there's life in the Scriptures. But it's me, it's Christ, it's Jesus that they testify of. He says, it's me that you're looking for. And if you're looking into the Word of God and you're studying the Word of God and studying the Word, looking into the Bible, reading books about God and spiritual experiences, if all those things are not leading you to an experience with God, all those things are not leading you to an experience with His presence. And they're just experiences. They're not spiritual experiences at all. Look, no one can say Jesus is Lord unless the Spirit draws him. If you call out to God, if you reach out to God, listen, he will pour out and make his spirit known to you. And make his spirit known to you. David said, look, I will declare and decree. We talked about Psalm 1. Psalm 2 says this. About halfway down the chapter, he says, I will declare and decree what the Lord has said unto me. Then he begins to quote some things that the Lord, Thou art my son in whom I'm well pleased. This day I've begotten me. Talking about giving him kingdoms and giving him the heathen for his position, giving him kingdoms for his inheritance. Listen, there's people and there's places and things that God wants to bless you with. There's people, places, and things that God wants to bless you with. Yes, there really are. It's all part of his kingdom. It's all part of the dynamic of seek ye first the kingdom of God, and all these things will be added unto you. See, with with the Lord, he gives, and there's no sorrow to it. The enemy, when he gives, he'll make you pay for it. The Lord gives graciously. The Bible says, He that comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. He says, Seek first the kingdom of God and all these things will be added unto you. There's a pattern here. There's something God's trying to say. It's time to put first things first. Love the Lord your God with all your hearts and mind and strength. Put first things first. 
seek ye first, seek him. But there's a cry in the heart of every generation. Every generation out there, there's a cry in their heart. Lord, teach me to pray. Lord, who are you? Lord, what's your purpose? Lord, what's your will? Your kingdom come, your will be done. Look, there's a cry in the heart of every generation. I don't care if it's my generation or the one before me or the one that's right after me or the one that's coming up now. There's a cry in their heart. There's a cry in my heart. There's a cry in your heart. Lord, I want to seek your face. Lord, teach me how to pray. Lord, reveal yourself. Lord, show me your glory. Whatever it is, you want to connect with the living God. We do too. Let me pray for you. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I thank you for your goodness. I thank you for your Holy Spirit. I pray that you begin to tug the hearts of men and women. Begin to open up their eyes and begin to open up their ears. And Lord, let them hear your words. Put in them a desire to pray. Put in them a desire to pray and and give them the discipline to consecrate themselves and, and run after you, even if it's mustard seeds and baby steps. Let them just run after you, here a little, there a little, line upon line, precept upon precept. Lord, you build your kingdom stone by stone. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, Build your people tonight. Build your people. Build them up in their most holy faith. Build them up. Encourage them. Put a faith and endurance in them. Put a a fight and something in them that will reach for you and will reach for your will and your purposes. Father, we thank you for your goodness, Lord. Lord, I pray your will be done and your kingdom come over every man, every woman, every child, every teenager tonight. Father, thank you for Patrick tonight. Lord, I pray that you bless Patrick Sanders tonight. Bless every person listening. Lord, we lift up Generations Church in Rockwall, Texas. I ask that you pour out your spirit over it and that you bless the ministries, Disciples for Christ Ministries, City of Refuge, Crowling Food Pantry Ministries, whatever is going on in Jesus' name in the Metroplex, we pray. Father, strengthen your people. Strengthen your leaders. Strengthen your visionaries. The Lord put a vision and a a purpose in the hearts of your people. Lord, we bless your name. Lord, we pray, Lord God, for Jerusalem. We pray for the peace of Jerusalem. We pray that your glory, Father, that your glory would cover the earth. Your glory, Jerusalem. Father, that you would reveal Jesus Christ the Messiah to Israel. Protect Israel. Prosper Israel. The Lord God bless America. We pray that your hand would be upon this nation, that you would protect your people, Lord God. And that, Father, you would give us a battle plan and a strategy, Father, to bring your kingdom come and your will be done. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Well, this is Prayer International. Have a wonderful night. God bless you.
With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.